welcome everybody to It's Gonna Be Okay with Dr. Roseanne. And I have a very special guest today who is a long-term friend of mine, certainly a colleague. She's even come for services and brought her kids here as well. And she is also one of the co-authors of our book, Brain Under Attack, which we did for the amazing Epidemic Answers. You don't always know it. Welcome, Maria Reichert Hong. Thank you for having me. I love talking to you. You're a genius. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you're Thanks. always like, you know, everyone always says I'm a walking encyclopedia. You really are a walking <laughs> You have a lot of studies memorized. And today we're going to talk about something near and dear to your heart, natural health for sensory processing disorder, yeah. which is a condition that affects many people in it, it by itself. People can have sensory processing disorder, mm-hmm. but it's also a co-occurring condition for things like pants pandas, yep. ADD, certainly autism. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people have sensory processing disorder sort of temporarily with medical conditions, right? Sure. sure. Or as we age. But I'm so excited to talk to you just because we wind up spending so much time catching up in this I world. Know. Right. You know, we're having physically seen each other. But let me just tell people a little bit about you. And you are the education and media director of Epidemic Answers, which I'm going to let you talk about what that is in Mm -hmm. Documenting Hope. Mm -hmm. You're a health coach. You're uh, an author of an amazing book called Almost Autism. That's this one. That's right there. The green book. Wait, yeah, it's a, if for any parent <laughs> that has somebody with sensory processing or autism or ADD or any of these conditions, mm-hmm. it is should be in your library. Thank you. So it's the standard should absolutely be in your library. It's got great information. And so let's dive into talking about your story because you have one of the most powerful stories that I always think about in terms of why did you turn to natural health? Like what happened to you and your family? Mm -hmm. Share your story for people who don't know it. Yeah. Well, I was working on Wall Street. I was an equity research analyst for uh, sell-side investment banks, originally for Solomon Smith Barney, Lehman Brothers, Jefferies, and then uh, Calion Securities, which was Credit Lyonnais. And then I got pregnant. Uh, I had my first son. We were living in New York City, and I was completely mainstream. I didn't know anything about crunchy granola and natural stuff at all. I like that you call yourself mainstream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you knew me now, right? Uh, Yeah, so, and it it really took time to dawn on me um, what's going on with my son, especially because he had so many health problems and I just wasn't getting good answers from pediatricians. He had projectile vomiting. He developed uh, severe hypotonia at about three months, which led to developmental delays. He couldn't sit up on time. When he finally crawled, he crawled backwards at eight months. And then when he finally crawled forward, it was on his belly. So he did army crawling. Uh, And then when he finally did what's called cross crawling or creeping, he was 19 months old and he didn't walk until he was 20 months old. Uh, He had colic, he had allergies, he had eczema, he was constipated. 
Oh, let's see. <laughs> so many things. And then the sensory issues really, really hit, I think, when he was about three years old. And you were going and asking for help. Yeah. Asking for help. And they'd be like, oh, he's going to be all right. You know? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Here, have this medication. So, yes, yeah. he was on about 10 different medications, including yeah. a prescription for Pediasure because he was so failure to thrive. He, yeah. he went from like the 50th percentile in weight down to like the third. And that's pretty severe, mostly because he's throwing up so much. And they're, you know, the pediatricians were like, oh, here, let's cram him full of cheese and mac and cheese and yogurt and lots of sugar and, you know, sugar and dairy. And down, you know. Yeah, it's like I, I like cringe now. <laughs> when I think you know what you you did like what every not every but most parents are like this is a trusted advisor. Mm -hmm. They tell me to do these things. Yeah, my friends' kids that you know vomit or upset stomachs, they're they're doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, I should do it too. Yeah. I didn't know any better. Yeah. And we we went through multiple pediatricians because we were in New York City lived there till my son was almost a year old. Then we moved out here to Connecticut and that's, you know, where I met you uh, and was in a group pediatrician practice and switched around a couple of times and like all sort of the same, you know, everybody's like, Oh, he'll grow out of it. Oh, he's just a boy. Oh, he's just this, or we'll take a wait and see approach. Uh, and it wasn't really till I had a woman that was helping me out with my kids uh, and so when she left to go have her own child, that's when it, the stress really hit it for my older son and his sensory issues really just went overboard and it sucked the life out of me. <laughs> and there anything in that time, even though when you look back, like you were kind of band-aiding things, right? Oh so yeah. Yeah. Like he was growing like to mm -hmm. some degree, maybe he got like, he went from the third to what, you know, the 10th percentile right yeah like, yeah yeah you know you were like oh it's movement you know so you were seeing because i always you know when we go down the rabbit hole like mm -hmm. we're in it right and a lot oh, yeah. of times there's a little bit of a glimmer you know and i think this is why this is such an important conversation mm -hmm. because what makes us suspend belief but also what makes us be like put the fire in our belly right which is what we're going to get to right with yeah. you in yeah, your yeah. awakening moment your moment of holy cow maybe another way right <laughs> yeah 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 so it was when i had my own health problems and so because he would wake up like five or six times a night and meaning he'd come in my room and wake me up five or six times a night yeah, so i was Oh my God, it was awful. Yeah. And uh, I had developed really severe adrenal fatigue. And because of that, then I had like all sorts of hormonally related problems, like ovarian cysts and uterine fibroids. And like all of a sudden, cycle went all over the place. It's stress, right? And then bronchitis, which I never had anything like that before. I got shingles twice. Oh, so yeah. Painful. It was yeah. painful. Yeah. And Seems like there were a couple other things on, well, just the, the middle of the night insomnia, which I think was probably the worst. And so I went to my OBGYN, he gave me Ambien and he gave me Zoloft. I tried it and it, it just didn't work and it didn't do anything. And so like, and doctors hate it when you say this. So I got on to Google 
And I started. God for Dr. Google. Yeah. (laughs) Googling like, I don't know, like, I don't know, natural sleep remedies or something like this. And I discovered Anne Louise Gittleman. And she had written a book, which has written many, many books. She's a nutritionist. And she wrote a book called the something like the change before the change. And she recommended things like and B vitamins to help out with the adrenals. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. So I started doing that becoming more open to it. And really helped with my middle of the night insomnia, I went back to my OBGYN, he's like, Yeah, whatever. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? Wait, what? <laughs> you want me to take Ambien and Zoloft and you poo poo the What's wrong with this picture? So it just, it got me digging. Uh, I started to see a nature path for myself. And then uh, when my son, older son developed really bad asthma, like he almost went to the hospital. It was so bad. I figured. Well, so scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was on a nebulizer and Zopinex and prednisone and all those kinds of things anyway. But then to have to go, go to the hospital on top of that, it's like, good grief, what's going on? So after we got him calmed down, brought him to the naturopath and he said, cut out the dairy. <laughs> I'm like, what? Because like we had a gastroenterologist who was giving him Prevacid, the pediatrician, you know, was giving him Miralax for the constipation, uh, the allergist that we had taken him to at Mount Sinai in New York City, you know, said doesn't have a dairy allergy or any kind of allergy. But what they meant was an IgE allergy, which is anaphylactic. And they don't talk about IgG or IgA uh, sensitivities and intolerances. And so I'm clueless. And I'm right. Like, so those are sensitivities and tolerance. You can have delayed reactions. Yeah. So people that might be new to some people, you know, and, and um, I think people are way more aware of it. But I think there's a whole bunch of parents out there that have no idea what Not those sure. things are, right? You know, gotta be. Gotta yeah. Be. yeah. But that was like, you know, other than the for myself, it was cutting out the dairy for my son. That was like the biggest trigger. And the next thing that got me into what else am I not being told? I'm a research analyst. That's what I like to do. Uh, So I just kept digging and digging and digging. And anyway, so I cut out the dairy for him. The asthma got better. The constipation got better. The allergies, the eczema, the sensory issues got better. And I had started using a cookbook. I think it's called the kid friendly ADHD and autism cookbook. And it's, it's mostly gluten-free dairy free stuff, but it also has like other potential allergens that kids could be foods that uh, kids could be sensitive to like uh, corn or soy or something like that. And as you work through that and I was like, Oh, so I really got into cooking and that was kind of fun. And just kept going from there. So and you got was- to just see the changes and boy, did you dig in, you know, like yes. you then, you know, became a health coach and got aligned with epidemic answers mm-hmm. and documenting hope. And, yeah. you know, your life is devoted to health, not just for your family, but educating others and supporting others around this health journey, you know, yeah. And yeah. bringing health to your family. And, and so the diet was the first part for you that you really saw some change in the thing. You have to do diet. Yeah. yeah. You have to do diet. I mean, yeah. nobody wants to hear it. And, and a lot of times when people work with me one-on-one, yeah. I, I say, okay, 
we're going to, we, you know, I, I talk about food in buckets, so 25, 50, 75, and a hundred, like, hmm. you know, we're, we're kind of change you want. You got to make at least 25% to me. That's swap outs. Like, okay. Just do some swap outs. 50 is swap outs and removing the allergy, some of the common allergens. 75 is like, Hey, I'm doing almost everything, but yeah. I'm not willing to be like the extreme extreme. And sometimes I have people, but most people when it's mental health, right. Or mm-hmm. maybe mental health, they're too distressed. So I like to say, let's just do some minor things if we can. If we can't, we wait until we calm the brain first. Right, right. Then we start stripping it down. So a lot of my people choose that because they're in a crisis. And I get it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You got to do triage first. But diet is, I think once people realize like, oh, this is so impactful. It's you know, huge. You can see a difference like that quick, you know? It's huge. Um, it's huge. It's huge. So, I, I, in my job at Epidemic Answers, I run a monthly webinar and I interview people just like you do right here. And I interviewed Dr. Terry Walls last week. I don't know if your a, listeners know yeah, who she is. She's amazing. amazing. Yeah. And so she is a medical doctor, MD, who has recovered herself from secondary progressive multiple sclerosis she was in a tilt reclining wheelchair she had gone to the mayo clinic they're like there's nothing we can do for you except for these meds and she discovered functional medicine yeah basically tweaked the paleo diet to get in like all these nutrients to help with her mitochondrial function or dysfunction uh and she's you know, she doesn't like, just walk. I've, I've danced with her. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, she's, she's fully mobile. There's no physical, yeah. you could yeah. never tell she has MS. Yeah. Like in 18 months, she, she was biking, yeah. she's hiking, she's riding her horse. She's, I don't know if she was doing her Taekwondo again, but like, and then she's doing the research on top of that, which is oh, great. Yeah. yeah. So, so it is really, really powerful. And uh, her book is... I mean, you can cure. Oh, yeah. Her, is yeah. her book the number one book I think ever written on health? It's a it's the wealth protocol. Yes. So yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a huge book. And, you know, that's when you're really getting serious, you know? Yeah. What, what other... And obviously, you know, one of the things that, you know, in your journey, right? You, you have this family health journey. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more about your natural health for sensory processing. (laughs) But over time, I mean, one of the things you did do is you brought your son for neurofeedback. And I would love for you to share people your experience about neurofeedback. And and also what was cool is he was functioning very well. This wasn't a case where there was extreme difficulties. You were really looking to address some more minor behaviors because you're like me. Mm-hmm. we're not going to go and leave a stone unturned. Like, right. we're like, okay, let's, let's do this. And we view, I use multiple modalities, things I do, things I go to other people. And it's a way to health is our number one priority because mental and physical health without that, what else matters? Right. You know, exactly. so share your experience. All right. So, and I think what you're saying was that my son was, probably in a much better place when we came to see you uh, just because I had done a lot of that legwork before. So a lot of things you had set the foundation. 
Yeah, huge foundations. Right. So you the diet, body, and brain. Yes, uh, done the diet. Did gluten free, dairy free. Then we did the GAPS diet for a few years, and then. And um, just for people who don't know what the GAPS diet, oh, the yeah. GAPS diet is when you remove the most common allergens out of food. Well, it's a, a gut healing diet. Yep. So it's called, yep. yeah, <laughs> gut and psychology syndrome is yeah. what the acronym stands for. And it was developed by uh, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride because she used it to help her son recover from autism. Right. It's pretty fascinating because you don't hear about it in the news very much. Anyway, we had, we had done that. We had done... Uh, some occupational therapy, a little bit of reflex integration therapy, some. Uh, and then there were still some other things that were going on. So that's why we came to see you. And here I am thinking, oh, he's recovered from sensory processing disorder. You made a liar out of me. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> Because because you do this really fascinating brain map, the QEEG, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can tell where he fell and had the concussion. I can tell where he had the fetal monitor screwed into his brain. I never knew that they did that. And I about threw up when you told me that. Uh, But you could tell like he had ADD, right? And he was like classic ADD, which is low beta waves. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Maria is a genius. This is <laughs> years ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and I remember, I remember sitting with you and talking to you physically, remember sitting there and sharing that information. It's always surprising, you know, because we don't know how much of that even was the igniter of what you saw, right? How much of the sensory processing, but it doesn't negate like the power of the food and what it right. did to revive him because Right. Food works at a cellular level. Right. They think right. it's just something you put in your stomach to give you energy, but it's what powers your entire body. You know, you can cure MS. Hello. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. So I was joking today that I'm getting over, I thought it was RSV. I think it's still RSV. And, you know, here I am in my early 50s and the youngins aren't getting over as quickly as me. And I was like, kids. Yeah, I should not be recovering as quickly as I know. recovering like double the le- time that you are. Okay, like yeah. as quick, 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 and half the time I should say. And you know, it's because of nutrition. Like, what did I do? You know, well, yeah, like, taking I, out the bad stuff and yeah, adding so, in the good stuff, right? Only bone broth, only yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like no dairy. Come yeah, on, I don't have dairy. dairy. <laughs> it's over. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. what is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE. 
you know, it makes a big difference. So yeah. And so that brain map gave us some clarity on what mm-hmm. were some of the things that were going on, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of research to back it up too, which I found really impressive. I think it was the American Academy of Pediatrics. Mm-hmm says yeah. that it's a level one intervention for yeah. ADD, ADHD, and is just as good as medication. It is. And, and it still stands today. And yeah. you know what's even fascinating about, you know, that's in reference to the neurofeedback in terms of cue, a cue a is 89% accurate in diagnosing ADHD and rating scales are only 47 to 54. Interesting. Right. So there is, you know, and a, and a QEG, there is a, there is a science to it. And an art. Just yeah. in an art. So yeah. now I've done over 10,000 of them. Is that crazy, Maria? Wow. Like, you know, awesome. you remember how it was like, we just, I had so many people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you, we did some neurofeedback. And what was your experience like when you did neurofeedback for your yeah. son? Like, what, yeah. what, what did you see? I mean, he's a calm kid anyway, so yeah. you can't say right. that it really calmed him down. But I think what had happened with him before we did neurofeedback was that he had sort of internalized a lot of stuff. And that's why you say, or you told me that he still has all this sensory stuff. He's just sort of coping with it and figuring out a way, you know, how to deal with it. But afterwards, uh, definitely helped with organization time management, those kinds of things. So And he was a good student. It just helped him to become more efficient, you know, right? So, you know, whatever. Executive function. Executive functioning. Yeah. Yeah. And actually a research study just came out that showed that neurofeedback did improve executive functioning. Oh, cool. Neuropsych measures of executive functioning. So I was like, you know, I mean, it's it an executive functioning is a set of learned skills, right? Mm-hmm. But there is an organizational part of your brain that if your brain is more organized, it's just gonna you're gonna, you know, perform better. You know, whenever somebody says, How do you get all this stuff done? And I'm like, I'm as smart as you, but I'm telling you, I mean, the neurofeedback has made my brain mm-hmm. so organized and mm-hmm. so efficient that I literally stop, take a second. Sh- 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 put things away, put it here and this and that, whatever. I'm not yeah. saying at home. That's, yeah. that's Marcy, my housekeeper takes care of that. <laughs> but it's so that I can do fun stuff with my kids and I'll have to do right. those. But it, it does give you a clarity and an efficiency in processing in your brain. And the research shows that it improves processing speed. Mm-hmm. And, and so what you talk about, I mean, talking about the different parts of the brain, right? Because your big thing is about calming the brain, which that's is what right. neurofeedback does. And so it's hard to tell people, it's like, you got to get to the hind brain first and you got to get yourself out of fight or flight right. for this part of your brain to start working. That's right. And, you know, and I think it's hard for people to realize that they're wonderful children in mm-hmm. these beautiful homes, even when you're providing great food, that your child could be distressed, but it's could be sensory. It could be a classroom environment. It could be expectations, you know. It could be um, faulty vision processing, absolutely. faulty auditory processing. You right. could have retained reflexes that are causing all sorts of anxiety and not really be even being seen. Absolutely. And, you know, anxiety is so internal. Mm-hmm. And so many of our bright kids, you know, they're people pleasers. They want to do the right thing. And they may 
you know, it, you're just not going to see it in the way that you think you're going to see it. Everyone always yeah. has an expectation that there's a full breakdown. When a full breakdown happens, you're in trouble. It's yeah. very serious. Not to wait too far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these things linger for years. And sometimes yeah. the breakdown doesn't happen until college, mm. you know, and that's not what you want. And then and you look back and you're like, oh, yeah. But, you know, it was I remember that that change, that improvement. And it's years later and mm-hmm. he continued to do very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a senior in high school now. Oh, my God. I can't even believe it. We're, we're uh, going to be finalizing college applications, I think, yeah. next week if we can get his teacher to finally write the letter of recommendation. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, wow. How did that happen? I you know. know time that was a long time ago, too. But, uh, so, you know, what would you say to people that were considering neurofeedback? What What would you say to people as an option for in, in the case of sensory processing or other issues? Because I know you're so familiar, but you're, you're really your area of expertise and how you help families around sensory processing. What would you say to a parent who's considering using neurofeedback as a natural solution for sensory processing? Yeah, it's it's is a tool. I'm not going to say it's the only tool. I never say that. I think you know that about me. There's no silver bullet for any of this, even diet. I mean, you got to do the diet and diet will often get you a long way. So what I talk about is that you have to sort of heal the body internally, you know, get the diet going correctly and the correct kind, correct nutritional deficiencies, but then you have to rewire the body to the brain. Yeah. So that's part of it. But I would also say vision therapy is another part, part auditory therapy, reflex integration could be a part. What do you, and and so, you know, cause this is really about natural help for sensory processing, you know, what, what are some of your favorite things beyond diet that you just listed, right? Some of the, some of the things that people have used. All I, mean, of I, them. Fan, <laughs> I can't rank them. Sorry. No, no, not ranking them, but yeah. I'm a big fan of occupational therapy for sensory processing. Um, I have found it, it depends on who you go to. Yeah, yeah. But I have found it to be very, very helpful for reorganizing and managing the stimuli that's coming to you. It's just the problem is that most occupational therapy uh, therapists don't do reflex integration as a fundamental part, which uh, honestly, I feel like that should be done first before you start doing all this sensory integration. Can you just give a quick explanation like of what yes. that is? Because I don't think most people yeah. know what that is. Yeah. So there's basically a blueprint for your kid that's just sort of genetically encoded into who we are. So, you know, as a fetus, a fetus will have a blueprint for certain neurological movements, I guess, to occur, emerge, and then to be inhibited. And that's just part of the process of development. So even during birth, um, they play a huge role. So mothers who had a cesarean delivery will often have kids that have problems with uh, retained reflexes because there are certain movements that need to occur as that baby is going down the birth canal. That's one part. Uh, But then even after birth, and I think it's up to, I don't, I'm not real sure I should know, but up to like 12 months, maybe 18 months or so, some of these movements should emerge and then disappear. 
And so what you have when you have kids with neurodevelopmental disorders, autism, ADHD, sensory processing disorder, learning disabilities, dyslexia, uh, could be pans, pandas too, uh, is that a lot of these kids have retained reflexes, meaning that they emerged, but they just never got, you know, <laughs> Uh, reconnected. Yeah, reconnected into the body. And then so you're sort of left hanging developmentally. And that's where you can have problems with attention and coordination and uh, organization, your executive function skills. It's really fascinating to read up on. It is. It is fascinating. Yeah. Really, you know, in every area of treatment, there's things that help you to reconnect at a deeper level, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. of neurofeedback like that when the nervous system is, to me, it's just about a dysregulated nervous system. Sometimes you're overstimulated, sometimes you're understimulated, sometimes you're both, but it yeah. works at that very base level to create a new level of regulation within the nervous system. In the brain. Yeah. And, yeah. and primitive reflexes helps to reconnect these these reflexes that through that birth process and early process mm-hmm. should have been supported, but somehow didn't happen, right? Right. So you when know? I told you about my son who crawled backwards and then crawled on his stomach, that's a developmental delay. Pediatricians right. were like, oh, don't worry. It's no problem. He'll use a boy, whatever. It's a problem. When yeah. a baby crawls, a baby should be crawling on hands and knees. Absolutely. It's called creeping. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen. Then the the neck and the brain are not wired correctly to the and rest of the body. Parts of the brain don't develop. I can tell. Yes. yes. If somebody hasn't crawled, I can see it in their brain map. The area. <laughs> yeah. So I will say, did your child your child didn't crawl, right? And they're like, How'd you know that? <laughs> you literally can see it in this part of their brain. It did not develop. So, you know, every early developmental part, interaction, things that your child is supposed to be doing, these are all brain developers. Yeah. And in the same way that we're having this conversation about natural help for sensory processing disorder, these natural things go in and reset and support the brain. And mm-hmm. I think people don't realize, like, you know, Everything from, I say this all the time, like even smiling at somebody causes neurotransmitters to fire in the mm-hmm. brain. Humor causes neurotransmitters yeah. to fire in the brain. Yeah, yeah. Exercise, you know, like I know avocado causes, and chalk, dark chocolate causes my brain to, to, to get a lot of neurotransmitters going. But yeah. we have so much power. And I think, you know, the beauty of this conversation, even though we're talking just about mostly about natural, you know, solutions for sensory processing, is that, you know, what I aim to do is not just be a resource for parents, but to empower them yes. to be the absolute resource for their child. And right. your story is this, you know, you were uh, like, as you said, you know, you were this Wall Streeter, you were doing exactly what people told you. And, you know, it seemed like things were okay. Mm-hmm. But then once you had your own health journey, you were like, click, 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 click. Yeah. This isn't okay. And yeah. if you didn't do this, your book is about your kids would probably have autism. Yeah. 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 Especially my older son, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you change that. Mm-hmm. And I think that I hope somebody who is listening or watching their mind is blown by that possibility mm-hmm. that what you did as this mama bear, like ain't happening on my watch, you know, yeah. 
and, and <laughs> you know, and how much you change the path of your life. And, you know, you're also married to a very traditional person yes. who, who has supported you, but hasn't always, you know, I think that's a part of this too, that like mm -hmm. lets you, you know, uh, help the boys, but it's, it's a lot of conversations. It's a lot yeah. of conversations yeah. about, you know, what, what it is. And I think that's the standard. In it is the most, standard. As yeah. a health coach, I will tell you that like most yeah. husbands are not yeah. on board with this. They're like, I'm spending all this money and yeah, they, they want a guaranteed return. It's like, it's yeah. not guaranteed, but I will yeah. say that just about every intervention that we did made a difference. Some yeah. more than others. Yeah. It's not going to be the same for every kid. Every kid is different. So, right. Yeah. And, and you can't go wrong with diet. You know, people sometimes are like, right. I'm not, you know, I think the other part of this is like, what's your expectation and what's real, right? Yeah. So like yeah. people, you know, somebody recently is angry at me about uh, their child's depression, not going away in mm -hmm. like two months. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hold on. How long did it take? <laughs> you had it for, for, how many years? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're 17, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, you have to have expectations and there was never a, a promise of that, but there was also a lot of improvement, but yeah. in their mind, because it wasn't gone, it uh, was bad. So they focused on the gaps, not the game. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. And so you've really got to start changing your mindsets because we all, I was using the analogy of the mountains. We all want to get to the summit, but you have to go to the base camps first. Oh, and, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and yeah, like, yeah. you know, and you should stop and look at the, where you are, you know, yeah. and it's just not easy. And we're both moms with kids who've had stuff at different times and they're yeah. all doing great. We're mm -hmm. also the mother of boys, two boys, but, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, you know, my final question for you is what would you say to a parent who is considering, you know, mm -hmm. natural solutions? Like what's the one thing you wish they knew about natural help? Well, I wish that they knew that I hate to say this, but that a lot of pediatricians just don't know about this. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're going to have to do your own research on top of that and work with your pediatrician. However, if your pediatrician is not willing to work with you, then go find another one. Yeah. Uh, but a naturopath is an excellent way to start or a functional medicine practitioner, all great places to start. You can work with them in conjunction uh, yeah. with your pediatrician because, you know, you, you still do need to have a pediatrician for most you do. things. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and I think that, you know, that that's really important advice. Like your naturopath, I mean, you know, I happen to have a functional, of course, family doctor, mm -hmm. um, you know, but uh, for years I went to a standard uh, pediatrician, which we only went once about every three years. Mm -hmm. And then we just went to naturopaths. So, yeah. but I don't think most pediatricians would allow that, but you know, right. Roseanne, but I think that you can have your own resources and you can be in charge of that. Um, this has been an awesome conversation. You know, thank you for what you bring to so many people because you're part of this amazing organization. She's, you can go to epidemicanswers.org, documentinghope.com. I've already it's had writing stuff there. Thank you. Com. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you guys are doing exciting, exciting stuff. You're really yeah. They're doing research at Documenting Hope. Epidemic mm -hmm. Answers is just like 
not just on a mission to help parents, but also to, they have a list of providers mm-hmm. uh, that have been vetted to some degree, but they're there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a great, great resource. It's one of my favorite organizations, you know. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's and you were on our board for. Was on your board? Yeah. We wrote the book. Yes, we did. Brain under attack. Yes. For anybody that thinks you might have a child with pandas and pandas, it's a yeah. great book. And even if you don't think your child has pandas and pandas, it's a great book yeah. about how to heal from infectious disease or anything that is pulling you down. Gut, you know, gut, brain components. It's awesome. Thank you so much for your time here, Maria. I always love talking to you and you're yeah. just such a wealth of knowledge. Every time I hear you talk, I learn. So, so as you know, for the, for everybody who knows me, who doesn't, if you're not in our Facebook group, you can go to drrosanne.com forward slash group. And as I always say, wherever you are on the journey is exactly where you need to be, but you mm-hmm. just need to take one step and be consistent with it to create change. That's true. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.